Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Good morning, Edwin. Good morning, Andrew. Happy Wednesday, Edwin. Happy Wednesday, Andrew. Yes, sir. It is a happy Wednesday, although we have a kind of a heavy topic that we're discussing this week. We're looking at Psalm 51, the broken spirit, the contrite heart of David, expressed so eloquently uh, in the face of great sin, and tremendous example for all who have sinned against God, which actually Romans tells us all have sinned Mm. and fall short of the glory of God. We are going to see ourselves somewhere in this psalm. It's interesting to me that you refer to it as a heavy topic because I think most of the time we look at Psalm 51 and and view the forgiveness and the mercy and think that is a light and bright topic. But I think you're right because the, the only thing that makes the forgiveness and mercy so profound is the realization of how terrible and awful sin is. Well, and we know that David was forgiven, but in this psalm, the last verse is not... And he was forgven. This is the pleading for it <laughs> yeah. throughout. Well, but we know the story, and we know yeah, we God know does. Story, that's right. We know God does forgive him, and, and that He will forgive, which is incredibly redemptive. I'm just, I'm just bringing us back. We kind of got to this at the end of yesterday's conversation, but we're pressed for time, and so didn't get to, didn't get to delve into it deeply. But you know, the good news is only the good news when I realize how bad news, how how bad the bad news really is. Yeah, so once we have a a view of sin, an understanding of that, then we can appreciate the wonder of the gospel. And so it's only when I discover and realize how truly awful my sins Mm -hmm, are mm -hmm. can I truly understand how great the mercy and forgiveness of God is. Which David did. Yeah, I wrapped up or started to wrap up yesterday's conversation just highlighting that I think sometimes we sell the gospel short. It's like in trying to convince people that they should turn to Jesus, we minimize their guilt. Look, hey, 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 you know— Uh, okay, you did this really, really bad thing. I don't want you to feel bad about that because Jesus will forgive you. No, no, I want you to feel badly about that. You need to feel the guilt. You need to feel the shame. Well, you need to honestly understand the situation, which is going to bring about the guilt and the shame. Because that's the only way to have the true joy that comes with forgiveness. Yeah. When When I sell my sin short... Then I'll sell the forgiveness short. Yeah, and I think sell the cross short. Sell the cross short. Very much, very much. Mm-hmm. Okay, Psalm fifty-one. Let's read it again today. Yeah. I'm going to read from the New Century version today. Here's how it goes: For the director of music, a song of David, when the prophet Nathan came to David after David's sin with Bathsheba. God, be merciful to me because you are loving, because you are always ready to be merciful. Wipe out all my wrongs, wash away all my guilt, and make me clean again. I know about my wrongs. I can't forget my sin. You are the one I have sinned against. I have done what you say is wrong. So you are right when you speak. You are fair when you judge me. I was brought into this world in sin, in sin my mother gave birth to me. You want me to be completely truthful, so teach me wisdom. Take away my sin, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Make me hear sounds of joy and gladness. Let the bones you crushed be happy again. Turn your face from my sins. Wipe out all my guilt. Create in me a pure heart, God. Make my spirit right again. Do not send me away from you. Do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. Give me back the joy that comes when you save me. Keep me strong by giving me a willing spirit. Then I will teach your ways to those who do wrong, and sinners will turn back to you. 
God, save me from the guilt of murder. God, you are the one who saves me. I will sing about your goodness. Lord, let me speak so I may praise you. You are not pleased by sacrifices, otherwise I would give them. You don't want burnt offerings. The sacrifice God wants is a willing spirit. God, you will not reject a heart that is broken and sorry for its sin. Do whatever good you wish for Jerusalem. Rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with right sacrifices and whole burnt offerings, and bulls will be offered on your altar. Wow, I really appreciate that reading. And I like the fact that we look at these psalms from different translations and maybe pick up on different things. But one of the things I noticed was verse 7 in, in that uh, translation is different from ones we've had this week. Well, what did verse 7 say again? Take away my sin, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Okay, take away my sin. So like in the New King James, purge me with hyssop. And that was the ESV like, also. Yeah, hyssop is, is mentioned a couple different times. And I, I'm afraid on, on this particular translation, something's... Something's really kind of lost. I get that we're going to the same place, which is forgiveness, um, taking away sin. But this idea of purging with hyssop, I mean, that that is rich in Old Testament precedent. Hyssop was significant. Okay, so this is one of those, again, editorial choices where in their translation they were providing a dynamic equivalent that yeah. purge with hyssop. This is what he really meant, take my sin away. And this is the NCV, at the International Children's right. Bible. And so probably these guys are saying, well, kids won't understand that hyssop thing, right. what that's all about. And we're not going to force them to look up hyssop and study it. But yeah, they miss out. I, I think maybe what we need to do with kids is, well, guys, let's let's look up hyssop. Yeah. Because when we do, we find it in a couple of really significant places. I bet the little Israelite children had to learn about hyssop. I'm well, just saying. In Leviticus chapter 14, <laughs> uh-huh. we find that it's hyssop that is used in the cleansing of lepers. Mm-hmm. And so as here, David is setting up this picture of his sin as like the leprosy being cleansed of that. Right. Perhaps even more significant, though, is the other place is in Exodus chapter 12 with the Passover. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. It's the hyssop that they use to put the blood on the doorposts, yeah. which allows the the, uh, Lord's wrath to pass over them. So we've got this picture of of being marked with the hyssop so that the Lord's wrath will pass over him. I believe even with the ratification of the covenant that Moses dipped blood with hyssop mm. and was flicking it on the people. Okay. Covering, covering the people in the different altars with the blood. So we've got blood on the hyssop. We've got all of this this connection that ends up being missed. Yeah. It's it's one of those reasons why I get why we want sometimes the dynamic equivalent. It kinda of helps, oh, this is what he means, but then we miss, you know, part of what he meant. Yeah, and David is appealing to different avenues whereby God would purge and cleanse and wash away. Uh, Again, kind of like we talked about on Monday, God be God, this is your name. God forgive as you have forgiven, cleansed in other ways prior. Right. Good, good. Yeah, Yeah. very good point. Very good point. So the question that I have today following that is really comes down to just why is this psalm even here? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well, 
this is if if the heading is accurate, and of course I always take the headings as sure as the way we're supposed to have it presented. I know others say otherwise, but if the heading is accurate, this is a very personal moment for David. Yeah. This is his personal sin. He he doesn't need to air his dirty laundry. I mean, is that why this psalm is here for us to just hear David air his own dirty laundry about his awful sin? Well, you know, I did make a, a comment in passing the other day about <laughs> where he acknowledged murder. Uh, in the Bible, yeah. <laughs> he owns that up, and of course, these psalms are to be sung together and involved in worship, right? So he is choosing to make all of this public. I think, but okay, what you just, just said, just like there, Nathan, really is the one that, that brings it to his attention, and all these things that have been private now they're public. So what you just said though there about the being used in worship mm-hmm. for others to use, yeah, that I think is the key on why the psalm is here. You know, interestingly throughout the psalm, though the heading places it with Bathsheba and Uriah yeah. and the sin that David committed there, you, we really don't have much in the psalm that makes it specific about that. The closest is where he talks about that cleanse me of the blood guiltiness. Yeah. And and we could even see that as just a this how intense the sin is. Uh, and not necessarily a reference to a specific murder per se. You know, it is interesting, though, too, just even as you bring this up, it occurs to me that um, one of the things he talks about here is with your forgiveness, then I will be singing your praises and I will teach the I will teach the sinners and, and convert them and, and that. Well, what happens when the child dies? He cleanses himself, he anoints his head, and he goes to the temple to worship. Mm. Yeah, in the narrative. So, you know, bring me through this. I'll worship. I'll praise you. Interestingly, I don't want to get sidetracked. I I want to get back to my point a minute ago. Interestingly, he actually even asks God to open his mouth. Oh, with yeah. praise. Yeah. And it's the idea that if you don't forgive me, I, I won't even be able to praise you. But because you have forgiven me, it has opened my mouth mm. with praises. Mm-hmm. So that's a, mm-hmm. a really, really powerful picture. Yeah. But back to this business of it being used for worship and then recognizing kind of the generic nature of it as far as the sin, you really realize that anybody who has sinned could pray this prayer. Well, well that's right. And, and there's an identification for people that feel the guilt and feel the shame of sin. How do I even put that into words? How do I express that? And the fear uh, of being so wrong uh, in the sight of God. Interestingly, we could have gotten that without the heading. Mm. Even if if, uh, David hadn't included that heading or some later editor hadn't added it, uh, we could have gotten that prayer for sin out of this, but that heading is put there. And I think the reason the heading is put there is because while I pray the prayer for myself, I have great confidence. If if God allowed this prayer from David when he committed these terrible, awful sins, mm-hmm. how much more will he allow this prayer from me when I've committed my sins? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think they're terrible and awful, and I think they're too big. And we've already talked this week about how sin really is a big deal, and that keeps us from wanting to bring Yes. Our sins to God. Yes. When I see this prayer, but I see it attached to David's betrayal mm-hmm. of his people, of his God, of of, of yeah. his mighty man, of of this woman. Right. When I see all of that, and I realize, well, I can pray this prayer too. It reminds me 
that this really is the Old Testament version of what Paul says to mm. Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1. Okay. Where Paul says that it is a trustworthy saying deserving full acceptance mm-hmm. that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Yeah. For this reason, grace was shown to me that in me as the foremost, Jesus might display his perfect patience as an example for all those who are to believe in him for eternal life. Yeah. Paul says, look at me, look at me as the example of a sinner and look at me as an example of how a sinner is saved in Christ. I've been lifted up as an example in all these ways. So I'll let David and Paul argue it out about who is actually the chiefest of sinners <laughs> between them. But really the point we get from you both know, sadly, this song, there's a lot of people who probably want to vie for that title. Well, yeah. unfortunately, I know I'd be in the in the tournament myself. So but but the point being that Psalm 51 First Timothy 1, uh, we find this, this idea that if God would forgive them, mm-hmm. if God did forgive them, yeah. he can forgive me. Mm-hmm. I can bring my sin. Here is the example of God's patience, his long suffering, and his forgiveness. And I can believe in him for eternal life. Even I can do that. Even you, Andrew, can do that. Well, and and David is thinking in terms of what he knew in God's revelation about things like hyssop, but Paul saw the fulfillment of all those things in Jesus Christ, in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And and, and even as you uh, recited a moment ago in verse 16, that he was the pattern of all those who would believe in Jesus to be saved. Mm. And so uh, how do I respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ? Well, in the same way a sinner by the name of Saul of Tarsus did. You know, when we read about that and his conversion in Acts chapter 9 and recounted again in Acts chapter 22, who was a blasphemer, persecutor, yes. insolent opponent, yeah. held the coats at Stephen's death, complicit in murder, gave his vote against others who were imprisoned mm-hmm. and executed for their faith. Yeah, absolutely. He believed that Jesus was the Son of God. And was forgiven for it. Forgiven. He was baptized. For the remission of those sins. That's right. And he got forgiveness. And he got forgiveness. I, I can too. That's right. That's right. Well, we're so glad that you've... Uh, Join us for this conversation today. There's a lot going on in Psalm 51, uh, the, the feeling the weight of sin, but the joy of a merciful God who will forgive because of Christ. Even the chiefest of sinners Even he'll the forgive. Of sinners. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this time to be in your word. We are humbled as we read it to know, Father, that there are times when we stray and perhaps go far, far astray. And Father, what we what we can call to and, and, and cling to is your mercy. Not that we have mistakes, not that we have any chips to bargain with, Father, but but you are merciful, and you've shown it in the sacrifice of Jesus upon the cross. Father, our, our sin is not light, it is heavy, and yet, Father, you are great and strong to forgive it through Christ. Thank you. Praise Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. 
Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. I'm going to read from the New International Version. I, I, okay, I think I get why the NIV has done that. We, or it, that's not the NIV. That's the, uh, what is that, New Century Version, maybe? The Children's Bible. Well, I said the NIV, and this was the New Century Version. Yeah, New Century Version. I said the New International Version earlier. Thank oh, you, you for correcting. Yes, oh, but you're right. You said, I'm sorry. I thought you said New Century at the beginning. You're right. I didn't catch New that. New Century Version. Should we just back up and <laughs> You okay? You're not okay. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to edit this one later. <laughs> I, I I don't know where to go from here. Actually, I think I just I'm sorry. <laughs>